0: and welcome to the Marble Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Woof. Marbula One Season 3 has come to an end.
1: Indeed it has. It, is, it was a pretty dang good race, all things considered.
0: And barring any... Actually, just rid ourselves of any of the silly stories that you usually tell in the intro. And let's just appreciate the end of this particular season. A true just you, you can't make these things up kind of end. Like right? the two marbles that were in it to win it, they both like basically one pole position. You know what I'm saying? They were they were like within yeah. tenths of a second. And then yeah, they it was go was a out close there, fight. They battle even in Q one. You know what was so nice about that? They battled in Q one. I mean Q two, sorry. Which means that they had this this is a preview. The qualifiers was a wonderful preview, a precursor, a really fitting um, like first look at what the race was going to be. That's what I personally loved about the qualifiers. Normally the qualifiers is like whatever and we'll see what happens in the race. But that that precursor of what it was going to look like to see Red Eye and to see Orangen race I mean Clementon race against each other, that was beautiful. You learn a lot from the qualifiers in this case. And it was it was <laughs> really fun to see that. And then because they were racing up at the front in Q2, you knew they were going to be racing in the real race because they were in the top two spots. It was really a perfect way to end Marble 1. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how the marble gods arrange it so that <laughs> somehow the two marbles that are actually about to win are right there in the last race doing the thing. I don't know how it all works out that way. But it was truly wonderful not to mention the fact that in lap 13 of the real race lap 13 if the and i, I might be a little off on this but basically there was a moment during lap, lap 13 or even if the race ended at lap 13 instead of 14 that red eye would have been a first and oranges would have been fourth and red eye would have won. Threat the crazy cat sized would have won it was down to that last lap where the cobalts were like right, i what i don't know i don't know what the cobalts did we'll try to talk about that later but but the Kobolds took over that first place where um, it slipped away. But for a second, for a second, after all the buildup of the total race, Crazy Cat Size had it! They had the win! They had it! They just had to hold out! And but the Arrangers pushed to third place and then the Cobalts came in. But to see how close it really was for the Crazy Cat Size to retake this season by by it would have been a tie, and then Crazy Cat Size by having that extra silver medal would have overtaken. Oh, man, what a way to finish. In all ways, this might be, well, Marvel League's done some crazy finishes, but this could be the best fitting end to any season. Just the way it was built up, the way it it it, it resolved and the way it um, progressed, I mean, there's not much better, honestly. Not much better.
1: Yeah, honestly, like that was especially consi- compared to last season, like actually having a real battle at the front, and like, like I'm, this is basically we're just doing this this kind of intro. We're basically there's no intro. It's basically just the discussion at this point. <laughs> but but like the co- the cobalt, like um, if you I don't know if but any of our listeners, if you read a, like a Folk Golf's, uh like a uh like pre championship article, like in the article cobalt invited all the marbles who ever beat red-eye to a din- dinner like, like it was just like, kind of other guys that's a friendly chat like they record the whole conversation almost like they were studying how they beat red-eye and then in the actual race you see Co- royal like come out and beat <laughs> red-eye in the end it was, like it was, it was almost like preordained by the article like folk Off could see the future it was so great i love it it's like it's self-fulfilling even like the expanded lore of this of the series I love
0: that. I love that. And see, that adds to the fittingness of this end. That really does. To see not only the end itself, just based on numbers, end in a way that makes sense, but to have even the articles play in. I mean, I mean, really? The Kobolds came out of nowhere. I mean, that was really cool. That was really... Was. I was captivated by every second of that race. I have That reminded me. The way I watched this race, the way I enjoyed this race this time, is reminiscent to me of the first time that I, um, well, when I was first getting into marble sports, and I would watch every race with an intensity that would literally make me nervous. I'd be so focused. I'd be so into it. I'd be so um, willing certain marbles to do better. And and then when they would finally have a moment of success, I'd be like, yes, it is. You know, and just be like, hold on to it. Ah, I was having that moment this time. I really, because yeah. I obviously really wanted Cat's Eyes to win because I can't like the Rangers more than the Cat's Eyes because, you know, Term likes the Rangers so... <laughs> I'm kind of outside of that. So, um, and I love the cat size. So I was willing them to win and they almost did. And I was so excited when Bumble got around orange in there. I mean, Comes in there and, and 13, lap 13, I was like, this is one, this is too good to be true. Is it actually going to manifest? But no, but it was so exciting to just actually watch that race to actually feel the joy of marble sports that I used to feel in every single video. That was really awesome. Um, I mean, we, we got, we kind of really didn't do an intro.
1: Yeah, we kind of did. Like, is there even a point in doing a news segment? Well, we should do a new <laughs> segment.
0: I will say this, uh, some more intro-y silliness. I had my first Instagram post in like the whole year, like this past weekend, because I went out to the beach with my friends and I actually remembered to take a few pictures. I have to make like a deal about it in my head. I have to like be like, all right, guys, let's we'll stop and take a picture so I have something. And I have a, had a couple good pictures, so I actually made a little post. So, yay! But I usually don't post, and I and like I think I only have like four or five total Instagram posts, and like three of them are from the first half of my high school career, and I'm like in the back half of my college career. So you guys get the idea of um, my post frequency. But um, now, so I was, I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself that I went out there, I acted like a basic white girl. I reminded myself to get pictures. I took a bunch of pictures. I scrolled through them and put the filters on them so they look better in the Instagram. And I posted it. Look at me go. Well, are you proud of me? I'm proud of
1: you. I'm very proud of you, Brendan. So proud. I'm very, um... You're such a basic white girl, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yes, I am. Um...
0: But, uh, yeah, so, uh, that, that is also part of this episode now. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. And, um, red eye. Um, just want to throw that in there. Just a little bit of way that I, uh, you know, keep trying to, uh, work on myself, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all that being said though, I really just want to talk about Marvels, but I felt like sharing that. Uh, anything else with your life, Waf, Is worth mentioning. Anything else more uh, important, uh, and a fitting end to this Marbula One Season Three season?
1: I mean, I guess it, as you can see, I'm in my bedroom now, not my closet. <laughs> so yeah, hey, I I move, got mostly yeah. set up. It's not completely done yet. I still gotta treat some of the walls and stuff. They're not done. Like as you can see, I'll I'll turn my camera around. You can see. Uh, I got very very thorough with my sound treatment on my walls and stuff. So uh, make it all sound nice and good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, really but good. like i need yeah. to do some so of that. now i'm not in a hot closet anymore so that's great <laughs> dude i can't even
0: imagine sitting under that blanket all the time honestly who's like, so hot, I'm hot in here now when there's like a fan in this room so i don't even understand it but hey listen you you're a real trooper when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to marvel sports podcast um uh, anyway i think that's enough of the intro let's just go to the news after the news we're just going to cover this race we're going to cover this race and then we're going to cover this race all right that's what's happening news and then race
1: Hello Marble Sports fans, I'm Commander Wolf here with the Marble Sports Worldwide News. We've got some really exciting news, so let's not wait any longer. The final race of Marble 1 Season 3, Mirage Mountain, was the perfect race for the finale, as it tested the marbles' many different skills, such as speed, control, and even their ability to race on sand, and there were quite a number of marbles who stepped up to that challenge. At several points in the race, you could see marbles like Bumble, Aerop, and even Glimmer fighting for the first place position. The challenge of this course proved to be a bit much for some though, as Yellow ended up getting stuck and the helices on the sand section. The safety marble was released to try and help them, but they got stuck on the marble booster. Fortunately, Minty Flay was able to get them rolling again. Unfortunately, once the safety marble got dislodged, they ended up getting hit by Bon-Bon right out of the booster, making them lose all of their momentum, and this even led to the safety marble being in the race for an entire lap. After all these complications were out of the way, the main race was between Clementon and Redeye. Their battle was truly fierce, as it was not just for the individual standings, but also for the overall winner. At one point, Clementon had fallen all the way back to fourth, meaning the Crazy Kazais could win the title so long as they managed to finish these last two laps at this position. However, seemingly out of nowhere, on the final lap, Royal from the Cobalts came in and took that first place spot from Red Eye. and despite their best efforts, they were unable to take it back from them, and instead settled for second. Leaving Clementon with third. Now before we move on to the team standings, we gotta look at the individual winners. Despite not winning the race, Redeye is still the best individual marble this season. Followed behind by Orangen in second and Royal in third. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. As you could probably pick up on earlier, the Cobalt taking the first place position from Red Eye meant that the Crazy Cat's Eyes did not win. Instead, it was the O-Rangers who ended up taking the gold medal, making them our new the One champions. Of course, in second is then the Crazy Cat's Eyes, and in third is the Cobalts. This season was full of so many incredible twists, turns, dominant performances, last minute takeovers, and teams we never would have expected being near the top. Season 3 was truly incredible, and we can't wait to see these teams back for Season 4. In other news, a new marble competition is in development, the Marble Invites. This tournament will feature 16 iconic teams from 16 smaller competitions, who then compete in 8 events to prove who is the best amongst them. The teams are coming from competitions such as the Marble Sports Games, Quadrilla Marble League, Marble Summer Championship, The Born Network, and more. The competition will also be receiving help from Joker, Laurent, and Minos from Yellow's Marble Runs. With an incredible all-star cast and a few teams already revealed, it's exciting to think about how this competition will develop. Definitely keep your eye on this one, because it could become something quite big. Well, that's all for the news. Thank you for listening. I'm Commander Wolf, you are the best fans in the world. Let's kick it on back with a podcast.
0: mswpodcast@gmail.com. mswpodcast at gmail.com. Please email in if you haven't already. Give your opinions on Marble Sports, the, the finish of this crazy season, um, your favorite marble, your favorite thing to do with marbles. I don't know. Or maybe non-marbles. We don't We don't mind. Sometimes Alex writes in, and he's, he talks about things that I couldn't even physically fantasize with my own head. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We love those things. We love hearing from you guys. If you guys are listening, you guys should write in. Again, mswpodcasts at gmail.com. We are back from the news. I know we usually start coming back from the news by saying, all right, we are back from the news, but I felt like changing it up. So, all right, we are back from the news. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) So, um, we're back, and we're going to start with this email from Edu. So, let's just read it. M1, the end of a long journey. And Edu, with his very eloquent way of writing, um... And we'll kick off this discussion on the last race. Let's listen here. Um, okay, from a Yeah, the season dragged on too much, taking roughly five months to complete. Before the race, I said we might need some earplugs for the following days, either for screaming oranges or fighting cats. So here's the aftermath. Okay, I don't like the poor flow of the sand section. The speed gained out of the... Sorry, I have to my, no- my nose was itchy. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Super <laughs> professional.
0: Um, yeah, so I mean, the speed gained out of the accelerator is immediately nullified with what's basically a sand rally hairpin. And then the most mar- and then most marbles struggle to find a clean line afterwards. We even had some stoppages. But on what didn't look like a good circuit, we had an amazing race with the added value of a championship on on the line. Clementine and Red Eye, the top two going all in on this battle from start to finish. Glimmer and Bumble also had good races and looked to sneak right in between. But it was Royal, Royal, who came in from behind with two great final laps to overcome the contenders and win! Yes, an exclamation point there. That jump out of the conveyor made all the difference. Arrangers are the second team to win both main series. Oh, true, yes, because they also won Marble League. I was confused for a second. Yeah. Cobalt's continued. Wait, Crazy Cat's Eyes didn't win a Marble League? No. They haven't won a Marble League? Come on, Cat's Oh, yeah, because Cat's Eyes kind of suck at Marble League, actually. Yeah, yeah, For the first few years, they were not Marble League team. They were not a team to recognize for Marble League. Um, kobolds continue the redemption tour by reaching an overall podium in a main series. Galactic fans are fed up with yet another fifth. They did. Oh, that's so,
1: ah, oh, I love it. I love, yeah. I love this freaking community. That's so good. That's... There are some fans who really hate it. Some who really love it. It's a, it's like, it's extremes. I don't think it's, there's a in the middle on it. It's, it's so funny because it's such the u- most useless number.
0: Like if you like, like, it's just, like, fine. It's just literally, like, they're fine, you know? They can't complain because it is top five, but they can't be happy because it is just fifth. So it's so, it's so funny. They're, like, in this purgatory. It's truly, yeah. it's truly so funny. How does that happen? How does that really happen? Like, like someone out there with, like, who thinks only numerically, you know what I'm saying? Like, someone like focalf right? Mm-hmm. Someone like, um, eh... Who else was a really big stats guy? Bill. No, I think Nova was, Nova was pretty Nova. heavy. Gl-
1: what is, gl- glitter, glitter what is that?
0: What are the, I mean, that can't... I mean, explain that. Explain that with math only, saying that Marble Sports is only... Um, Say that you... For people who say Marble Sports is only just probability. Explain that. Really explain that. I don't understand. It really is a like, way too frequent that there has to be some sort of explanation. I would love to hear... I mean, um, Nova... I actually talked to Nova recently because I I was scrolling through my Discord um, messages, and I went down all the way to the bottom of all the DMs and group chats I've ever been in. And at the very bottom, I think second from the bottom, at the very bottom, there was a name I don't recognize at all. It was really weird. So I just sent random message at it, and then nothing happened. But at the very bottom after that, there was a group chat with me, Nova and this other user called Unironically has C Shepherd merch, which I don't really yeah. know what that means. <laughs> what is C Shepherd merch? Um, but uh, th- so that was a group chat, and that group chat was the first time I ever had guests on the show. Episode two, that group chat still exists, and I can go back and I can actually read like things from that group chat. Like I guess I could. Um, I don't. I don't really know if it's like here on my. Ironically and noble, um, yeah. I can like scroll up here and I can like really read this. I said hey, and then and this first message from this guy was this was the GC I made to discuss the podcast. Oh, I didn't even make the GC. Um, oh, and then we. Oh my God, we. We were planning the podcast. I was like 20 to 40 minutes. I said, as a Red Panda owner, you should be able to discuss your team briefly as we'll ask a couple questions about it. Then we will discuss our picks and why for the Fantasy League. Um, (laughs) oh God, this is, this is so good. And Nova Wolf stayed longer than this guy for some reason. Um... Oh, this is great! And then the old logo. <laughs> this is so good. So anyway, um, all all that's to say that I, I saw that and I like said like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, what would you think if we did like a, you guys came back for an episode because you know you guys were the first two to ever guest on the show, episode two, um, but they kind of uh, left the community. Noble said he's done, and the other guy says he's re- he's been done for a long time. Um, and I just say, wow, it's, it, it blows my mind that that those big names, especially Nova Wolf, are actually done. But um, um, yeah, like, he still
1: watches like I was in a watch party with him uh, yesterday, actually. Well, he's done saying things. I don't think he does anything right.
0: anymore. Like, he's just like, he'll enjoy a video because he has friends there. Those are his friends in the Discord, but sure. he's done like interacting in that higher level where you're on a podcast or you write something for the thing or you're <laughs> engaged and, you know, that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, unfortunate, but unfortunately, won't hear from him. But, point being, someone who's stats minded, I challenge you to find an explanation that only is numerical for how this happens, for how Galact Fifth is possible. I guarantee you, it's just got to be something else there. But all that being said, back to um, uh, Edu. The, the email. He says, <laughs> Midnight Whiffs are having the hardest fall from ML Championship grace, and we're overtaken by the pinkies, dear. Great finale, but please downsize Marbula 1 for the next season. It's better for everybody. Downsize meaning less teams or less races? Maybe less races. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Like, what do you mean by downsizing Edu? Uh, he's alive, so you can kind of so answer. He can kind
0: of... You can kind of cash in here.
1: Because, like, um, like, I mean, like, 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 him saying that it took about five months, that really puts into perspective, like, five months has been spent on this? Like, that's crazy. it deuce max of 10. Well,
0: if you're going to do uh, do 8 or do 12. Yeah, um, 10's a weird number. It, no, well, and I do, I'm, I'm going to correct that. Not really correct it because I think, you know, you're saying what you're saying, but, like, if I were to say that, I would say, okay, well, I mean... Don't necessarily downsize but be more organized don't just take a break for a month i mean you can't do that i i don't understand that like i like they have to really commit and i they know life's hard and it takes forever to make these videos like way too long to make these videos and i don't know how they would shorten that process or whatever but i mean they they got to they got to be more organized they got to and i think 12 races is good because there's 16 events plus showdown plus qualifiers for marble league they need to put at least 12 out for marble one for it to be a bonafide tournament for it to be a tournament that we're like okay this is the same kind of magnitude as marble league it's just the other side of marble sports the circuit side
1: mm, i believe they need yeah. to have
0: that 12 if they have 8 then it seems only half a marble league if it has 12, it feels like, okay, Marble League is still Marble League. Let's be real. That's the best. But um, Marble League still feels like, to me, like a very important solid tournament. Like it's a, a, not a far second, a very close second with 12 races and all that um, fanfare. So I, I would say for sure they need to just be more organized and and get after it. I mean, this is what they do for a living. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard to, to do things that are hard, but I mean, if it's your living, if you wake up every day, don't and you're like, say. like, like if, if you wake up every day and you're like, what am I going to do today? Oh, I run yellow's marble runs. I better work on that. Well then, you know what I'm saying? Organize it. You have to take time to do that. So I don't know. It's like, if this is a side hobby, like for RML, where he does something else plus this, then I get it. You go two weeks. Sometimes there's no video. Sometimes there's a delay and it is what it is because this guy's doing this, but he's also doing other stuff right now. If you're literally like making your living and spending only your time. I mean, I know you do other things, but your job is this, then you need to find some organization. Um, someone does. Mm. But uh, all that aside, um, let's get into the race itself. Let's talk about the track. Let's talk about the track momentarily mm. here. Because I, I I like this track, and and do... I'm gonna start by addressing what Adu said, where he didn't like the sand section. He felt it killed momentum. He felt it kind of blocked everything up. But I have a different opinion on the sand section. To be honest, honest, I I will say I started at the top being like, oh god, I hate this section because it did kind of do that. You have that accelerator, you whip around that hairpin, and the sand section kind of kills all momentum. Like no matter what, you couldn't like mm-hmm. thread right through it. But really, like. I still, I mean, at least the way it was made. I love the challenge of the section, just the way it was made. It really made Marble's work to get through it, really had a fight to get through those helices and through that first little chicane. I thought it really add a, um, I agree, live chat was a great race. Um, it really added to me the right type of challenge, a true mm. challenge. That section was hard. That section wasn't just like, it wasn't hard the same way every time. So it wasn't just like, oh, this is a slow section. No, this is a hard section. Marbles struggled to get into those helices. Marbles could make mistakes at all of those helices at the top of them and bounce, you know, either left or right and bounce wrong. Marbles made mistakes in the line they took into that first chicane. Marbles made mistakes on that, uh, the hairpin going into the sand section. There was, it was so much challenge there. And because of that, there was so much passing. And because it slowed marbles down in this section, it allowed for the race to stay close because. Marbles were kind of always re-equalized, not just at the elevator, but also at that sand section. Marbles really all lost their speed there for a second and had to had to kind of um, weave their way through. I thought it was just wonderful. Um, t- towards the end of the race, I was like, I really like the section. It's bringing marbles together. It's forcing marbles to think and work hard. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that, and like that was one thing I did like is like how like it tested several different skill sets throughout the entire race, like speed and control and stuff. But also, a lot of it was like it didn't flow together well. Like like this boost and this big hairpin, all oh, then lead right into the, like immediately a big wall of sand, then right in front of you, that completely stops your momentum, makes you go like right, like and starts swerving. It's like. Is this really the best way you could have done this? I don't think this was the best way to use the booster here. Like it does, like it almost feels more like a balls a chaos course with how chaotic it is. It really does. I don't know, and like and like you guys have heard me in past episodes.
0: I know you have, and I've said many times that that to me flow is extremely important in a race when you're building a course. And to me, you want to ease into speed and then ease out of it. And normally that holds true. And normally I do beat up on JMR for making mistakes that, that kill flow. But I have to be honest, whatever they did here worked. What I really, really thought the fast into the slow, the way they did it in the sand section was very well done. I really I really don't know why, but I really like it. I and like I don't know, normally I'm the same as Waff. I'm like, you can't do that, you can't put that, that 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 wall right after that hairpin, but I honestly I love it. I think it's a wonderful way to have executed this course. And I think whatever it did, it it allowed it put the right challenge in the right place. Right? It put the right hmm. challenge in the right place. And and because of that, it didn't seem off. It didn't the whole race kind of flowed well. And then when they went through this accelerator, and here we're gonna see it on the I just feel like that speed went right into the chicane and all that marbles the marbles had to I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm gonna to try to think here. For me, I think it's because when they went into that chicane, the speed didn't fall away. The speed just went up the sides, so they still were fast, but they were like they were like jumping all around in the chicane there. Like marbles were really getting up the sides of that of that kind of gully, as opposed to just hit, actually hitting a plastic marble drone wall and then just kind of dying. So maybe it's just because of all the movement that was still happening, even though the marbles were not moving forward really fast. They were all moving. Look at them all up the sides of the hill there, all that speed kind of going to the sides laterally. To me, I think that's why it was so exciting because it still was a lot of movement even though it wasn't forward. And so it still left a lot of room for marbles to make mistakes, to bump into each other, to make passes as opposed to just like doing a fast hairpin right into like a a marble drum chicane, which would just, it would just hit a wall, stop and move on. This one had a whole lateral half pipe feel to it. And I think that, that it diverted the speed in the right way, which was still entertaining to watch. I don't know. That's my opinion.
1: No, I will say like, it, it, in execution, the race was significantly better than the qualifiers. Like when I watched the qualifiers, like that was where my most my concerns. Was like, oh wow, this is a this is gonna be rough. But then the race came around, and I was like, oh, this is a really solid race. So like, like while well, it's so like, in uh, in the end, it worked out better. Although like, mm, I will still say that it could been like the design. It could still use some work in places. It ultimately did result in the closest race we've seen this season, and I'm happy for that. I'm glad that the championship was actually a battle, you know? Yeah, Um. one other thing I'll mention, and we'll
0: get to the Marvels themselves in a moment here, but I do want to, I always love to cover the course, because I think it's an, um, especially since the other podcasts don't really do this, I think it's very important to understand um, what's good and bad in a Marvel 1 course and why the Wait, why do you keep course? saying
1: that? You keep saying, like, what the other podcast, do you even listen to Let It Roll? I don't they think don't really you do. They don't really talk about
0: the track that much. We know that. Wait, wait, no, but I
1: listen.
0: Y- yes. Do they rate the track out of 10? No, they don't. Okay, well, then relax.
1: Okay, let us I have just, like, this. You keep, you keep saying, like, as the other podcast does. I've said like, it twice. Even- I've said but it ha- twice. I said it twice i have not even said it twice yet. Every episode, you've done it pretty much. That's like, not true. Do Twi- you even twice, listen times? To- two times, one, do, two. That's do, just two. Do you listen to Let It Roll anymore?
0: Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, <laughs> pop in. I mean, I'm busy, but like. My point being, we love, we go in-depth on the track. So I'm just telling people we get into the marbles. when We go in-depth on the track. I want to say something else about the track. I was pretty cursing that, Waff. Okay.
1: Okay. let <laughs> go. go. Your ego uh, is so inflated.
0: How? How is it inflated?
1: They you always like, you keep making comments do, about letting it roll. And it's they like, they you don't cover don't different things. things. We don't cover a yes, lot. Yes, they do. Of, we, they,
0: we don't cover a lot of things that they cover. There are things that they can <laughs> say to us, well, MSW never talks about this. And they'd be right. Right. Sure. That's an ego. Like, I'm not saying that covering the track is how the top of the podcasting and Marvel sports. Okay, fair, no. fair, fair. I'm fair, saying fair. that they they don't usually do that. We usually do that. And then they will They'll probably say, oh, well, they never talk about the Cobalts in their third place curse. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I say that. You don't because talk about curses someone someone put shot. that yeah, someone put that in the live chat. Uh, I will um, say,
1: good on Greg, he didn't say the host curse. He did in the untim- How did he not? All the whole season, the whole season, every
0: time. Host curse, host curse, host curse. Now you have one time where it where like even though it doesn't it's not it doesn't hold up at all, at least makes the most sense if you want to build drama. to throw this on sure, like, the <laughs>
1: Whatever. I'm glad I didn't Whatever put grade. money on that bet. Like, like, I'll bet you that he does. I'm glad I didn't actually bet anything. because was like, if I did, I yeah. would have been wrong. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: Um, the kobolds have the third place curse and they won't qualify. says so uh, Sap Pizza from the live chat. Um, I'll just touch on this, I guess. Uh, I mean, is that a thing? I mean, is it third place curse? I vaguely remember it. And there's
1: also the 13th place curse. But, like, I again, I, mean, I don't just, keep up I mean, with the curses. Here's the thing.
0: And I'm going to break this down. Um, by the way, in lore... Yay! It's a fun little thing to say, but um, outside of lore, I mean, these are just patterns, and we have no, we had not, an, anywhere near enough time to observe enough of these patterns to come up with a curse. Though I will say, um, is Galactith a galactic curse? Cobalts are most likely, probably to qualify for ML. They're they're on their way, um, but Galactith is the only curse, or what do you want to say, pattern? curse whatever you want to call it that i'm i'm a i buy into i will buy into galak fifth some there's another explanation besides just probability it's not a flip a coin it's not a roll of dice galak fifth is real i will say galak fifth is real even on this very
1: more logical show no, it totally is I, I just don't know why it keeps happening it's, it's crazy. so easy like, it okay, how many times has it happened how many times has it happened at this point like it's someone someone,
0: wild. Um, someone check into that maybe um, and maybe we'll be able to later how many times has Glackfith happened how many times has the Glackfith actually happened like hmm. I feel like we're talking at least five, <laughs> probably more.
1: Like um, in this season alone, they've been in fifth place and in one fifth place and multiple different instances. But like both for team and individuals, they've it. the Galactic Fifth is I think they existed before this season, so it's no, happened Galak fifth before. Has been going
0: on forever. I think they got fifth in the first ever Marble League. I think this something like that. Yeah, I think they, they got um,
1: fifth in two Marble leagues, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I feel like the Sand Marble Rally. This is a comment has been overshadowed, is probably the hardest one to make, but needs to come back.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but
0: we realize that JMR, JMR is struggling to make ends meet in that that matter. We might cover that um, on a different episode. Anyway, Maybe. back to the course itself. Something else I wanted to mention. I've been trying to mention this for a little while. So um, at the end of this track, um, it ends very unorthodox. So Astra has this little section here that looks like an M for mountain. Um, it has a little M shape. It's really cute. It goes into this banked hairpin, which is really not even hairpin, banked ninety, really. And then it and then it just has this two two kind of uh, half turns, and then it goes right into the finish. There's no straight into the finish. It's just right to two turns of the finish. I personally really like that. I think that was a fun way to finish. I think that added a like when I think of I will remember. Um, Mirage Meowton as a course because I'll think about the Helices and the, the the wonderful sand section, but I'll also remember that very abrupt ending after a few turns. I really like that. I think it added like a level of, a level of difficulty, truthfully, because you can't just get like. Let me rephrase it like this: Fast marbles have an easier time when you have a big long straight before the finish line of revving up and getting to the end and finishing fast and and being able to make a lot of their moves in the end there, or always feel confident because they know they have the end part to kind of, uh, you know, put on the gas. If you're, if you're a fast marble, you struggle when you have an abrupt ending like that, because now you have to, you have to be in the position of leading earlier on in the lap to, to manage to the end. You can't just kind of make it up before the finish line because you, well, hey, you have to make a bunch of turns and then you right to the finish, it adds difficulty, it adds like a a level of, um. uh, it takes some of the luck away, it requires marbles to really be fast, and be planning ahead, and not just kind of wait to the end of the lap, and try to, you know, make up, because like, not necessarily will marble pass a million marbles at the end, but marbles will make up ground, and then into that elevator, all bunched together, if you have a long straight, and fast marbles take advantage of that. I guarantee you watch you watch fast marbles this season. A ranger's cat size, cobalts um, are actually pretty fast this season. Other fast teams. I mean, you're gonna see that on the long straight tracks that are right before the finish line. Marbles are gonna speed up, and then and and then when they lose ground, they're just gonna gain a bunch of ground and push right into that elevator. Now it's it goes from like marbles spread out maybe. One, two, three, to like all of them together at the elevator because they sped up of the straight. That was not happening as much in this race because of all the turns at the end. They couldn't do that catch up as easily.
1: Do you notice that, Waf? Do you understand that? That what? Yeah, that is true. There wasn't nearly as much of, of that this race. Like, I'll give you that. That that is a nice ending to the race. I'll give you that. That's that is pretty good. Like. <laughs> I am warming up to more. Although we got we got mentioned like how the the heedless seas they did that result in yellow eye or not yellow eye just yellow getting stuck on the track, and I, I think it almost happened to Alpine or like well something happened to Alpine near the top after the ramp exit where they dropped from they went from ninth to sixteenth. It was all, it was a brief yellow flag for like a split second. I don't know what happened there. I don't know, and we'll st-
0: we'll get to yellow flags because I don't know there was a whole like few laps where there was just a yellow flag and at least the safety marble got out on the track.
1: Yeah, but the safety marble was in the middle of the pack. I think like it hit Mocha at one point. Apparently, and knocked him around. Like like the safety marble was. Like the 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 tag said it was released, but I never saw it actually going down the track. You know, like 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 because it would have been ahead of Red Eye. It wasn't in the game anymore, so it was released after that. But I never saw them on the track, and then somehow they're in the middle with around where Mocha's at, and like they're racing along with them for a lap. It's like what happened there? How did that happen? Dude, I don't know, and we don't get enough camera view. We didn't get any replays on that. Yeah, you just like Bonbon hit the safety marble. I'm um, like, I, I kind, I think I saw them for a recent. Like the, the safety marble also wasn't a ball bearing this time around. It was like some, was like some weird, almost like a jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it
0: did look like a like a giant candy ball or something. Not,
1: not the team, not the team. I mean, like a literal
0: jawbreaker. No, I know, I know what you mean. Like it, it looked like all spiky or fluffy or something. It was really weird. I'm trying to find a shot of it so strange um, i don't know what happened there yeah it's like pink or, or white or something it's really weird um and, and we didn't get to see like i didn't get to see the safety marble i didn't get to see much of that the yellow fight came up but i think it was because all the action was on the front i mean then those two racing so um i mean what, what were they gonna do right i mean we're gonna look at yellow eye when when you
1: know crazy cat's eyes and the rangers are literally having the battle of their lifetime yeah. Oh, you just uh, it got caught in the accelerator. Like the path, the pathway that's designed for it to go around the accelerator, it got stuck there. And then when it came out, Bon Bon it hit it.
0: What the safety marble? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see. How did you even see that? I didn't see that.
1: Uh, I need. I need to. I need to try and see it again for myself. I need to like lap nine. Apparently, is when it happens.
0: Mm.
1: Maybe we'll come like, back yeah, like, to that. Like that—that is—that is a an interference in the race caused by, I guess, poor design of the accelerator pathway. I
0: guess. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Even, I don't even want to dwell on that this time because we dwelled on that for the whole time last time. All the, mis- I mean, last two episodes have basically been like upset because they have mistakes on the track. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, at least it didn't affect the leaders this time. Um, but I will say I want to bring it to back to the rating of the track so that we can actually get to the marbles and what Red Eye was doing here. But I will rate the track. For me, I mean, this track's a 9 out of 10. I mean, I give it, I think I gave it like a 5 out of 10 last week or something. Or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like it a 9 out of 10. Um, I mean, I really liked it. I really liked the design. I really liked the sand. It was in the right place. It caused a lot of commotion at the right time. I liked the ending. It was a unique course. It's memorable. It's memorable. I will remember Misty Mountain or Mirage Mountain, sorry. <laughs> um, why do they have Misty Mountain and Mirage Mountain? Uh Yeah
1: Um, For me I would rate the race well, Itself <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, Can you repeat the question I'm sorry <laughs> Don't worry about it <laughs> Okay uh, <laughs> For me the race I think it was probably a 9 out of 10 The track itself is an 8 out of 10 So even it out 8.5 out of 10 Fair enough <clears throat> Race was great the race was great. The race was fantastic. I was cheering like and getting excited. It's like, yo, Royals up front. Ooh, let's go. And it's like, oh, my gosh. There were so many times, like, oh, then they're tied. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, and then it bubbles ahead. Like, bump, like, bump. It's Bumble doing up here. It's like, it's very wild. Loved it a lot. So good. So fantastic. Just really trying to fill the air while Brendan's being interrupted so we don't have to cut some audio because, you know, that's just how yes. it's happened um, a lot. But... <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, great race. Uh, what should be the next discussion point? Wow, this is a lot of interruptions here. This is kind of crazy, yeah, well, isn't I'm sorry it? Sorry
0: about that. My my family does not like Misty Mountain. They they, they would give like, it a yeah. out a ten by far, um, <laughs> and they don't care. So <laughs> isn't that <really> fun? <laughs> there are, um, it reminds me of all the people that I've met that I've kind of like showed this to, and they just can't wrap their head around this. They just can't understand. Like they, they look at it and they're like, I can't even understand what's going on. They can't even comprehend like marbles and the, they can't understand like that's what's going on and like someone made that and that exists and that's like a thing and that, that can happen and someone could even imagine and realize how to do that and mm-hmm. make this production that looks all professional. Like like people just, I remember one kid, remember one kid like uh, a couple of years ago or maybe more than that now, I used to know him back when I was in Jersey. And I showed him this and he thought it was cool, but he's like, but like, he would just always be like, just dude, I can't, I can't. I'm like, dude, get into it. Fun. It's fun, right? Watch it. And he's like, dude, I just can't. And I'm like, why? He's like, dude, I just can't. Like he couldn't even, his brain would not let him accept it. Even though he thought <laughs> it was cool. He didn't think it was not cool. He just was like, I just can't. I just can't. This is, I just can't. And I was, and I, was, I would just walk around him wearing my like limer shirt or whatever. And he'd be like, dude, I just can't. And I would always oh, be the an answer. And I just, some people just can't, some people just don't, um, don't, uh, want to walk into the light of marbles. Um, anyway, let's talk about red eye. Let's talk about what red eye did. Let's talk about what red eye had to do and how close he got really is what I want to, um, cover. Um, and then we'll kind of touch on the other marbles and wrap it up. But so going into this race, red eye, red eye as a team, crazy Cat's Eyes as a team were down 11 points. Right. Down 11 points. Right. And um, I mean, Red Eye also was down seven points on the individual championship. But because that other marble, Orangin, wasn't racing, he only had to get seven points flat to win that. So that was easy for Red Eye, especially after he pulled in Q2. um, You kind of got the idea that he was going to get. At least 7 points in the next race So I wasn't worried about that They won that individual championship Congratulations to them by the way They deserve that
1: Red Eye is still the king They are the king
0: Red Eye is truthfully the best racer marble 1 right now It is really impressive to watch that marble race How often that marble can find their way to the top And even then you'll notice that Marbles like that will have a couple races here and there Will they just be garbage But it happens But like most of the time It's crazy just like when Red Eye gets out there, how fast he moves through obstacles that you saw Marbles at the beginning of qualifying just struggle Mm with. Just Red Eye got out there and killed the course. It was a hard course. Yeah. And a lot of Marbles had struggles in the sand section, hit the helices, struggled on the turns, struggled getting through the hairpin, through the accelerator. And then Red Eye just comes out there and destroys it. Just comes out there and smooth, feels it through. Like, like it's natural. Like, I don't know that it is impressive to watch that marble race, but that marble down 11 points, right? Mm -hmm. And they needed to get 11. Now in the current situation being down 11, they would have had to get first and then arrangers would have had to be fifth place or lower for them to win. Right. Right. I knew that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have to think about what Red Eye was thinking before the race and before the qualifiers. Red Eye was like, I I know that. Right now, if or if I get first, and he's assuming that he's going to have a good chance of getting first, and he did, by the way. um, O'rangers still win if they even get second, third, or fourth. They knew that, right? That was in their head. Right. That was not. lost on Red Eye in any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure that wasn't lost on anybody in the crazy cat-sized team who was preparing Red Eye for this moment. So Red Eye was thinking, because they were down 11, but there was something interesting. Even if they gained one point on the O'Rangers going into the race, now fourth place becomes a possibility. Because if 11 points, even in fourth place, O'Rangers would still be up by one. But even with just 10 points difference, Arrangers would now only be tied if they got fourth place. And because of the extra silver medal for Red Eye and the Crazy Cat's Eyes team, mm-hmm. they would win out in the tiebreaker. And by the way, Greg didn't even think about that. He said the first thing he said is that fourth place was good for the Rangers, actually, and then kind of figured it out later on. Um, in the final race, I if you the, the four of the first things he says um, is that I th- he said something about that, like if Rangers get fourth, they're still capable of winning, and then kind of sorted it out later when he realized that um, uh, Crazy Cat Eyes winning that tiebreaker, yeah. But Red Eyes thought that through, and so when they went out there in the qualifiers, in every way they were there to win, and just, th- just the they raced in Q two with the same intensity that they would race in the race coming because they knew that they needed to win Q2 just as much as they needed to win the real race because winning Q2 gets them at least one point. And that's all they needed to bring fourth place back in the equation.
1: Yeah. 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 That's important. It is kind of crazy. Like like, they still, like they did still have a dominant position, but like at least it wasn't as dominant. Like like they, they they felt they felt like that like that real cha- that champion type of feel like oh yeah these are those are the ones that you really gotta beat, but not to the degree towards like it was literally impossible to win, so it actually felt like a challenge that like that you could feasibly do is like like I oh I can't actually wait to see them do it like you can almost kind of like an underdogs if you can even call the Rangers underdogs. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't say Orangers or are or underdogs, but yeah, no, I, mean, not, I guess not even compared to Crazy cat size from last season, everybody's an underdog. Um, here's something I will say. Here's a, here's, a, here's a kind of a side note. It was, in my opinion, um, and I know the Crazy Cat's Eyes didn't end up winning, but here's still a point taken. It was vital that Crazy Cat's Eyes picked up a point in the qualifiers. Because something that I will tell you, and this seems to hold true. When marbles are up in the top five, top four, and all kind of racing and and marbles are stratified and we're in the race, marbles will often slip back and forth between, like let's say marbles in second place, they'll often slip between second and third and first and fourth and kind of go all the way, way around each other, especially between second and fourth. They'll kind of slither all around and change places quite a bit, but they'll rarely drop down below all the way to the fifth or sixth. Sometimes they do, and usually when they do, they kind of just stay there, actually. But normally, when you get when you get a few marbles that break away from the field, it's never five. It's always two or three, and maybe four. And I, I make that point because it seems to me that, I mean, every race is different. Sometimes um, one breaks away, and then that doesn't apply. What I'm going to say doesn't apply at all, or two break away. But in the case that you have a three or four breakaway, you're not going to really have hope that a Rangers are going to end up in fifth in that case. But you do still have a hope that they drop to fourth at the, about at the time that the race ends, because it t- tends to move around a lot between two, three, four. I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of fun evidence I could throw at you for that, but it seems to be true to me. It's something I noticed that like when there's a breakaway of more than just one or two marbles, it, it's never five. It's like three or four. So there was hmm. a possibility. And I think Red Eye kind of realized that. So he needed to bring it as close as possible. He went out there and raced to Q- Q2 as if it was the finals, won that, and it was like, all right, now it's easier to win tomorrow. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So me? what else? So Red Eye Dan, uh, oh, There There's a rhetorical question. I was going to bring us to the next point. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Bear I, well, with me, Waf. I'm bringing us to Red uh, Eye here. I want to talk <laughs> about what happened with Red Eye. Okay. All right. So, so that's so that's what that's where we're at right now. Red Eye knew what he had to do. Red Eye knew he needed to bring it closer. Red Eye went up there in Q two, raced it like it was it was the final race. He got first place. He picked up one point. Now the Arrangers are losing even in fourth place if Red Eye can win the race. And you knew, you knew that Red Eye was going to be in the top. And same with the Arrangers, especially after that Q two. So it's set up. It was set up, and Red Eye did all the preparations that he could to be ready for a potential win in the final race. He did that. He did everything he could. Smart understanding of what needed to be done. Other marbles, it may have been lost on them to really work hard to make sure to rule out fifth place or to rule out fourth place, sorry, as an option for the opposing marble to still be in to win. They might have been like, all right, it's either going to happen or it's not, so I don't have to go, but I'm not going to go crazy in the qualifiers. It's not a big deal, whatever. Red Eye knew, and he thought it through, and he was he was he chose the right time to do what he did. So now we get to the race, and the race honestly precedes, um Pretty Orangers favored, I will say, right? Yeah. I mean well if you would agree, like the start, I mean, really was Orangers favored for quite a while. It
1: was. Um And here's the thing. I have two what theories on th- this. Go ahead. And but like other Marvels, like like Bumble made it up there at the front. I think uh who else was was Glimmer Glimmer was there for a brief second, I think, but then they got passed. Like like there were a lot of weird Marvels up there at the front too. Yeah, and
0: I um and we'll, we're we're gonna talk about those cobalts and whatnot. So I I have actually two theories on what was going on here in the last race, and and listen, one of them might sound crazy, but bear with me, crazy cat's eyes. Mm, okay. Um, one theory, of course, is very basic, and that is that Red Eye really just struggled to keep up with um Clementon for a while, and then got a lucky couple of laps and managed to get into first place and just and just almost got lucky at the end, but did not. But there's another theory here. If we want to give Red Eye, I mean, if you want to give Red Eye the credit he deserves, and we've seen Red Eye race, we know Red Eye's smart. We know Red Eye prepares. We know Red Eye Eye is most capable of any marble in Marble One. We know that. We know that. There's no arguing that. So maybe, maybe there was more strategy here than you think. I think it's very possible that Red Eye chose to not be a breakaway leader out the gate and you might ask why i'm say this if red eye breaks away if red eye is a breakaway leader right out the gate two laps in red eyes broken away what chance does he have to observe the arrangers and make anything make any adjustments i per se on where the arrangers are in the field towards the end of the race when it starts to matter I feel that Red Eye knows how good Clementon is and realized that if he broke away early, if he really focused on only breaking away, only being first place, he might have struggled once he broke away, and then the arrangers might have just settled right there in second. And then he might have struggled to make any changes. You know, He might have struggled to be able to um, really try to set things up for actual winning. Because remember, even with first place, he needed to have Clementon in fourth or lower. And with Clementon being right there, it was not necessarily in Red Eye's best interest to just break away from the field and be a first-place marble. Because then whatever happens to the field, he he doesn't have any control over it anymore. Now at least he's there, and, and trust me, with all the collisions that marbles have on every single lap, I mean, he's in there making things happen, trying to push marbles in the right direction, you know, keep the other marbles close by. And he did that. He did keep all the other marbles pretty close. The two and th- the three and four marbles stayed really close to them in a ranger throughout the whole race. So I think there might have been some strategy there. I think Red Eye kind of dropped into the into the two, three, four for a second. And was like, all right, I gotta think. And he's a good racer, so we could stay up there. You knew what he was doing. He was he was racing, and this is his course, his home course. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Patience, patience. Let me give the first half of this race over to trying to understand what marbles are." And look, look at it. Lap seven here, that I'm on in the Chrome. You have Bumble in first, Red Eye in second, and a Rangers down in third. And it's almost like you'd wonder how that happens. And actually, actually, that's when Red Eye passes Bumble here in in lap seven, mm-hmm. and then a Rangers gets by. But then you'll see Red Eye drop back again here after lap seven. Red Eye doesn't stay in first place and he gets Bumble and Shimmer back in the action here. And he does that throughout the whole race because he keeps all the other marbles close because that's not good for him. It's not winning if he just breaks away. So I think there might have been some strategy there. Again, the initial theory of he just struggled to stay out in front might be there, but I think it's very possible that there was some strategy for him staying so close and intertwined with all the two, three, four marbles um, throughout the duration of this race. Wuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, no, like, R- Red Eye's mastery, like, I think was great here, like, and, like, they really show just how much they control the track. I feel like I'm rambling. You. I'm sorry. I, I am a bit tired. I Admittedly. my I've been, like, working night schedules. My sleep schedule has been all over the place. I am. It's hard for me to focus right now. <laughs> Uh, but like Red Eye, yeah, Red Eye did so so well. I, I got I will give I will commend like Bumble and them for like really trying to make it up there. Like even if they weren't gonna win, and the fact that they were really fighting for it, I it was really impressive. But another team I really want to give some shout out to Balls of Chaos, man! What a recovery from Mar from Marble Maniacs! Like absolutely well done. Fourth place from going from the bottom to the bottom, bottom to near the top. That is pretty dang. Good. That was their overall team finish, right? Their overall team finish, yes. And yep. uh, clutter, uh, the end indiv- individual got sixth. And that's awesome. So, and that's awesome. That to is see really that. awesome.
0: And I want to talk about uh, balls of chaos, and of course the other teams that kind of trail behind it, um, and before the end of the show as well. But it'll bring us back to one more important part here of Red Eye, which kind of ends the Red Eye um, arc of this final race. So we. We see how Red Eye prepared. We see how Red Eye executed in the qualifiers. We see how Red Eye raced here during the race, stayed close, kept marbles close, and, and still struggled. Um, and you see there in lap twelve. Uh, by the way, the lap twelve pass mm. for any and, and anyone who just is, like is watching with me just saw it. The lap twelve pass made me freak out when I was watching this. I haven't freaked out like that in a long time watching Marvel Sports. That was such a freaking beautiful pass in any context of racing. The lap 12 pass. Did you see that Red Eye just flew around or Rangers like Rangers was nothing? Oh, that was so beautiful. Did did you see that? It is just just so, so smooth. That, to me, helps back up the theory that Red Eye knew what he was doing the whole time. And when he wanted to get back in front, he got back in front. Right. And now was, it was mm-hmm. easy. It looked like butter, just butter. That, 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 that pass butter. was butter. It just, just like Orangers were nothing. Like Orangers was a pinky. Just, just right around the outside. Just, okay, Orangers, I got to get back in front here. We got two laps rest there left. There we go. And I think at that point, Red Eye realized he didn't have a lot of time left. So he got to take first. Now here's the thing. And this is kind of the end of the, the arc here, but it, it, it's important to note. Red Eye almost freaking did it. He almost did it. And you have to commend him, even though they came up short. Red Eye almost freaking did it. He almost pulled it together. He almost pulled all marbles together to make his plan work out. Going into lap 12 here, finally Bumble and this time Royal start to make some looks toward Orangers. Now O'Rangers is back to third and Greg's getting a little excited here. Red Eye is starting to make that breakaway. He's a few lengths up now. Royal... But now between him and O'Rangers, Bumble still in there with the opportunity for a pass, which happens very soon. And in the lap 13, things look so good for Red Eye. And I was excited. I was like, no way he pulled it off. But he almost did. And through this sand section, Red Eye got a little lucky break here um, with all the movement because because Bumble gets around O'Rangers. And yeah. I was I couldn't believe it for a second. Oh, I was like, man. no way. Yeah. And you know what? If you think that this was not at least partly planned by Red Eye,
1: <laughs> you're wrong. Because it was.
0: <laughs> it almost happened.
1: Totally was. Mm absolutely i'm not They're saying that he master. had control
0: of all the things but red eye incubated the possibility he kept marbles <laughs> close he didn't break away he didn't allow things to just leave up the chance he did the best he could to, to race in a way that would allow marbles to stay close to the arrangers so that a situation like this could arise and it almost worked and, and then pro- the unfortunately things um, fell ended up falling apart here because we see that one and we're going to kind of slow down here i want to really see it um, where Red Eye breaks out here because he just gets a tough jump off the elevator. He gets shoved into the side and runs over that little uh, pit pit thing and the uh, yeah that little pit thing right before the the safety marble um, whatever you call it um, little piece of plastic or something and he loses the speed and Royal just I mean it's one lap so any marble even a pinky marble would have won there because once if you get a big jump and because uh, a marble hits the wrong hits that little lip I mean loses a ton of speed. You had a big jump for a whole lap, just one lap left. You can push through. So things fell apart there, but man, for a second he had succeeded. And I think that to me, that is commendable. Being able to race in a way that's not just go out there and get first, but go out there and be smart and actually arrange other marbles around him to possibly win. I, I honestly noticed that, and I just I have I have to give Red Eye utmost um, congratulations on his on his ability to actually almost pull that off. Because think about it, think about it for a second. Red Eye didn't need to do that individually. Red Eye second, first, what actually first he would have just won. He was an individual for himself, for Red Eye, and just Red Eye. He could have just broke away from the pack and gotten first, taken a win, or just sat in fourth. Or anywhere above like eighth or tenth really, whatever the 7th place, seven points is, and just been like, I got the individual championship. But you know what? He he did all of this out there for his team. Because he wanted his team to win. And he put all that work in and he and he ran around with the O Rangers and he knocked Bumble up around and he and he kept all the other marbles in the race because he was trying to to make a situation possible for his team to win. And damn it, he was he had it for about two seconds. That is so cool. Man, I I mentioned this last episode that something like this could maybe possibly happen. What if Red Eye pulled it off and to actually see it almost happen? Untouchable. But that's, that's the end of Red Eye. I will say there is no question in my mind that Red Eye is your best racer in Marbula One right now. Overall, just an extremely smart racer, extremely capable, and extremely able to make decisions on the track to not just benefit himself but the team that is extremely important and just you can't can't do better than that you can't do better than that and she just got unlucky in this last lap he hit the wrong thing coming out of the elevator and royal got out in front what can you do royal had a good jump he did not he did i mean i'm sure it was i'm sure he maybe made a miscue because of all the stress of kind of keep his eye on all the other marbles you know head over the shoulder kind of thing but yeah he did everything he could he did everything he could and he came up short. And honestly, this brings us to our final probably topic of the episode, and that is Royal, and that is Bumble, and that is Primary, and that is Shining Swarm. And it goes down the list here. Clutter. I mean, this is not normal for the past of Marvel Sports. Well, if, um, well, if you were talking about Clutter, right, and you had a lot to say about Clutter.
1: Yeah, really clutter, clutter like just this season was just phenomenal. They didn't do too well this race, but like they finished in the top half, the top half, and like like considering how well they did the rest of the season, I think it was okay for them to not perform as well. Just cause, like look at that, look at that placement, look at how Six. high up they are.
0: What a wonderful! Actually, if they got one more point, that would have been uh, that would have been fifth. But whatever. Yeah, um, that's one thing that was that that a mess was salty about, <laughs> but. uh, I mean the marbles that we have here with the exception of Red Eye and Origin. I mean look at our marbles. we got Royal. Royal in third. We have Arab in fifth. We have Clutter in sixth. We have I well, I mean Mimo, I, I don't know. I never I never really decide whether Mimo is a veteran, successful racer or a more of a of a newcomer to success. I we, mean, I mean in our top I think Mimo's a veteran at this point. Mimo's a vet at this point. Yeah, so I guess Mimo does belong there, maybe? I don't really know. To be honest, but glimmer in there. I mean, and then look what we have at the bottom, and that's always much more interesting. Hazy, wuspy, rapidly. You know, those are all in the bottom five. I mean, that's really, really uh, indicative of what we're looking at towards the future here. Other teams are starting to rear their heads. I'm going to make some crazy predictions. I'm going to throw these out there because um, why not? These are kind of loose. These are loose. These are not very. Um, based necessarily, but uh, might as well throw them out there. I think the Cobalts are going to be a force to reckon with in this Marvel League. I think the Cobalts for- uh, will be a force to be reckoned with. I don't think it's going to be easy to take down the Cobalts. Mm. I don't think when the Cobalts get up in their block for whatever event it is, that you should be like, all right, it's the Cobalts. I'm gonna, I'll uh get up and <laughs> I don't know, put this dish in the sink, and they'll come back for the for the Savage Beaters. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Which Uh, I've done that before. I was like, "All right, this is a freaking mini maniacs. I'm going to kind of watch this dish, and then I'll come back for the next marble." Um, (laughs) Wow, if it's like a slower event, I don't know, but I wouldn't do that. Not for the Cobalts. Crazy Cats and the Rangers are going to be difficult. Balls of Chaos. I mean, what do you think? How do you think Balls of Chaos are going to fare come
1: this Marble League finishing
0: fourth overall?
1: Yeah, I, I hope they can keep that momentum going. I do. I genuinely do. Where can you see them?
0: Throw out a place prediction. Balls of chaos, Mr. Woff. 2022 Marble
1: League, where do they finish? I'm feeling it within my my heart of hearts. My, my marble connoisseur is like is skills and knowledge are all coming together now this one moment. I'm feeling sixth. Okay, and that's fair, and that's really good for them if they can do that. I,
0: I, I, I mean, we kind of stay away from fifth; we almost have to. But I could see fifth or fourth. I could.
1: Hmm. It's a bit ambitious,
0: but where I see the cobalt's right now on the screen is where I could see them in Marble League this year. Hmm, that's a prediction.
1: I don't know, like they're the kings of Showdown, but they've been in Showdown for a long time, this is
0: rendered. it, it Waff. Cobalts. Cobalts have mojo. Green Ducks in there. Team Galactic, whatever. Team Primary, I'm still not sold on necessarily. Shining Swarm, I think that Shining Swarm, being that they've been so long out of things like Marble League, I could see the Shining Swarm be in the top ten this year in Marble League, believe it or not. But for them that would be extremely good. Like, I Mm -hmm. would be as excited for Shining Swarm in top 10 as I would be for Cobalt in top three or Balls of Chaos in top five. Savage Speeders? Here's the thing. This is a hard one because you almost want to say that they're going to not manage very well this season. But I would hesitate to count out the Savage Speeders in Marble League because it is Marble League. I -hmm. don't think the Savage Speeders are done with Marble League. I don't think so. I think they're going to a very rocky uh, problem here in Marvel yeah. 1, and I think they need to get rapidly out of there right now. And I think that Speedy is just had a bad season. But I, they need to switch out rapidly. They need to get someone else in there. They need to just regroup for Marvel 1. But I don't think they're going to struggle in Mar- Marble League. I could see them in the top five. You know the Savage Speeders, um, even in their performance last year, were really close to winning. And actually... And I feel like we had a I feel like I was yelling about this last season. There was like something some event that they should have been doing done better at or something. Um and there was something that happened and the Savage mm-hmm. Beaters got kind of screwed out of some points. I don't know if that's true, but I remember like mentioning something like Savage Beaters were really close and for a while they were a lot closer than where they finished. And even when they finished they were only a few points out. Like it was close. So I, I don't know. I feel like the Savage Beaters are gonna be strong this year in Marvel League. But they're gonna be there with cobalt. Not there with Midnight whiffs. They're going to be there with O'Rangers because O'Rangers are still going to be a part of it. But And Crazy Capsides as well. But they're going to be there also with Shining Swarm. I think Shining Swarm is going to be hmm. tough to beat, especially in the speed-based events. I think Balls of like Chaos What about the Gliding Glaciers,
1: Brendan? They finished in the top half. They actually did better than the, the, the Savage Peters this season.
0: Gliding Glaciers is hard because Gliding Glaciers is the same kind of unknown inconsistency that Team Primary has. Where, like, you want to say, yeah, I could see them doing well, but I just don't know. Like, Cobalt's, Cobalt's in clutter, I mean, sorry, Cobalt's in chaos and, um, and he, like, you could see them really consistently succeeding. And even Shining Swarm, you actually, I, you got lots of glimmers of glimmer this season. <laughs> but I feel like the team primary and Gliding Glaciers were always so in and out. Though I will say Alpine was, the name was said a lot and Iceberg was said a lot. I, I think the Gliding Glaciers, to me, have more of a chance of succeeding this season than Team Primary.
1: But to me, hmm. it's just the
0: fact that I think we're going to lack Hazers this season. We're going to lack Thunderbolts this season. We're going to lack Midnight Wisps. We might even lack Mellow Yellow. I think we're going to lack Mini Maniacs. I think they had their glory and they're done. Right, we're going to lack those teams this year in the uh, limelight. <laughs> Limers. We're going to lack those teams this year in the limelight when it comes to Marble, um, Marble League. I even think we're going to lack, lack the Raspberry Racers. I don't think we're going to see a big season from the Raspberry Racers. Not when there's these these, these amped up teams on this list right here. I mean, we have old teams that, ha- that have things they got to do. Savage Speeders, Arrangers, Cat Size. They're going to come out strong. But we also have cobalts who are going to be strong. We have Balls of Chaos who are going to be strong. We have Shining Swarm who are going to be strong. No room for the Raspberry Racers. No room. I don't think there's room. You can't fit every marble on the podium. You only fit three. You only fit five in the top five. And you think the Raspberry Racers are going to overtake a team as hot as the Cobalts?
1: <laughs> Maybe you will, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think you said it, but like, my stint, like, like, stint common, aren't you? Like, like if it ages poorly. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, maybe it will, but I'm going to tell you what, Stint, you can only fit three marbles on the podium, and I guarantee you that Cobalt's will be fighting for that spot. <laughs>
1: that I guarantee on.
0: you that they will be fighting for it. They're not going to languish in the bottom five like we see the Chocolatiers do every year, or the Team Primary do, or the Pinkies, Pinkies or whatever at this point still, unfortunately. I, love, I like them. I wish they would do better. I don't think there's room for the Raspberry Racers. I don't think there's room for the Midnight Wisps this season here in the Marble League.
1: (laughs) Austin, you can can fit 15 marbles on a podium. (laughs) Technically, there's five little holes for five marbles each. Well, I
0: guarantee you, all of the t- the fullness of the Cobalt's team will take up their five spots on the podium. The fullness of the Shining Swarm team will take up their spots in the podium. The fullness of the Balls of Chaos team will take up their spots in the podium. And that leaves no spots. That leaves no spots. And you know the Arranger and the Savage Speeders are gonna have their couple. You know that the Crazy Cat's Eyes are gonna have their couple. I- there's no room for the Hazers. There's no room for the Midnight Wisps.
1: There's no room for the Green Ducks. Hmm. I'm They're wondering how know. Momo will do. I'm wondering how Momo will do, because like they've been on their their upward trend still. I think like like this is also better like than their last year's Marble one, if I'm not mistaken. Like they've been consistently been improving over the past few years every single time. Momo Momo um as a team is kinda like WAF. I, I give them the benefit of the doubt.
0: Well uh <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll give see. we'll give Momo the benefit of the doubt, and I think they, we'll see how they do. I, I have to hold out judgment there, but I I really my point here is that in the past, when I sit here and make predictions for Marble League, which we're coming, we're coming to it. Very clearly, I was like, okay, we're really not going to have to worry about the Bumblebees. Okay, we're really not going to worry about the Midnight Wisps, or I mean the Mini-Maniacs. We're really not going to have to worry about the cobals. We're really not going to have to worry about the Shining Swarm. And I, I meant it. I said, we're really not going to have to worry about these teams. And I was right. In 2019 and 2020, we didn't have to worry about either of those teams any of those teams at over at all ever and act and in fact I mean look at those standings we really didn't have to worry about them I mean not even the balls of chaos really and I could say that and I could say that clearly I could back that up with stats I could back that up with with just visual evidence of how bad they were but at this point teams are starting to crowd the top When I say the podium is crowded, I say there's a lot more teams fighting for the spots. There's a lot more teams who have the capability to take the top of the podium. It's not just Hazers versus Speeders versus O'Rangers anymore. It's not just Midnight Wisps in the long jump and then, oh, okay, let's go back to Crazy Cat's size for the balancing. Cobalts are going to be a force. Shining Swarm will be a force. Balls of Chaos will be a force. MoMA will be somewhat of a force. The fullness of it. What I'm saying is that when you pick your fantasy, and I always always sometimes I'll bring this back to picking fantasy because it's important because that's really how you show how involved you are with understanding Marble League. Do not sit there and be like, all right, let's look at the stats from two years ago those marbles
1: pick them again don't hmm that's a mistake i like i like what Sten says here and i think a, a lot of this season will have to do with legacy well he says in all seriousness i think this season will have a lot to say about legacy
0: meaning that i think he's saying that we're going to see here we're really going to see proof in the pudding here if we come out and we get the same result that we got in 2017 say for a marble league this year then we have to run back we have to roll back here we have to be like all right Those veteran teams, when it comes to Marble League, they're still what they are. But um, we're going to see the legacy fall apart at this point if that doesn't happen. And I personally think we're going that direction. Cobalt's will probably be on my fantasy team. They may not be my times three, because they're Hmm. not really a smart times three. But they're going to be on my fantasy team. I might even pick Balls of Chaos. I might even pick Gliding Glaciers. What? (laughs) Come on, Waffle.
1: We'll see how they do in, in qualifiers. Speeders dynasty over. That's the question. That is the question. That is, that is the biggest question. But I if been, you sit down, down and pick all
0: this. five teams of your fantasy based on the speeders, speeders, hazers, arrangers, cat size, mellow, yellow, you're going to lose. Pick that team. Somebody pick the team I just said. Somebody pick the team. Put speeders at times three. Put arrangers at times two. Cat size. Hazers, Mellow Yellow. Put those teams on your fantasy. Someone, come on, commit to that who's listening right now. Put them in an email in or whatever. Mid-season, beginning of season, end of season for Marble League. I guarantee you, you're not going to be happy. There's no way. Because it's not just those five teams vying for the podium spot. You also have the Cobalts. You also have the Balls of Chaos. You also have Momo. You also have Shiny Swarm. I'm not going to talk about Galactic because I feel like they don't, I don't... Whatever. I, I, we don't, get fifth. Have to, I don't understand get fifth. them. We'll get fifth. I don't... get <laughs> fifth. They actually kind of like should be on your fantasy team because <laughs> they, they get the fifth. <laughs> okay? They should be at times one. If you put the cobalt <gasps> on your fantasy, they need to be at times three. I don't know about that synth. We'll think about that because we have time before we have to pick these things. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, is I as I warn you to be careful, I warn you to be aware of of the fact that marble sports is now including a few extra teams in the the podium um the podium fight event to event that's all that's all well stint i'm talking them up as a team who's now viable sorry live i'm going back to live chat here I'm talking up the Cobalts because I'm talking up them up as a team that's now viable to take podiums. They're going, I mean, let's be honest. And, sorry, I hit my mic. Any time before, before 2021, really we, didn't really, we didn't say the word Cobalts. We didn't True. say those words. We didn't say Cobalts. We didn't say Shining Swarm. I didn't even think Mimo. I didn't even think that thought. That thought never even entered my head. I didn't even think clutter. That never even occurred to me when I was ranting about speeders versus Pat's Eyes or whatever it was, or Raspberry Wishers. Um, Raspberry Wishers. Whatever. Those thoughts didn't even enter my head. Now I'm telling you that those thoughts better enter your head. I'm not saying that they're a Times 3 team. I'm not saying you can can put all your chips down on Cobalt the way you might savage speeders for... um, for a a win I'm saying that they're viable to take podiums which means that you can't walk into a fantasy blindly put all your votes on veteran teams that have won in the past and say this is going to be good to say that I'm not saying that they're going to win I didn't come out here and say that at all I never said they're going to win I never said if if I thought they were going to win I would throw them on the times three stint who's now a little bit upset at me But I would say that. I would say they're going to win, and then I would say, okay, so I have to put them at times three. Because the team you think is going to win is the team you should put at your times three. Because you think you're going to win, which means they're going to get you the most points. I never said the Kobalts are going to win. I'm saying that they're going to have some more podiums, which means for every podium the Kobalts get and the Balls of Chaos get and the Shining Swarm get and the Gliding Glaciers get and the Team Primary gets, that's one less podium for the Speeders, one less podium for the Cat Size, one less podium for the Orangers, one less podium for the Midnight Racer Raspberries. One, le- one less. One so less. now we shift. I'm not saying it's going to be a Cobalts and a Speeders, top and bottom. I'm saying we're shifting. We're shifting. Now the Speeders have a few less points and the Cobalts have a few more. You know, Spe- Shining Swarmers, all of a sudden, wow, they're in seventh place halfway through the season. And look, Speeders are in sixth. Or Rangers are in eighth. And they're all around the same. Or it's close between first and third. Because the podiums have spread out because there's a couple more teams that are able to put their hat in the ring every every event and really get there. I'm saying that's where it's shifting. I'm not saying throw kobolds as times three. I would advise you not to put kobolds as times three. <laughs> I'm saying put them on your team. I'll put them on my team. I'll put them on my team. I'll put them. I'll put them on my team. Maybe even times two just because Santa
1: keeps bothering me. The Quicksilver Dynasty will return. <laughs> <laughs> Quicksilver, I they better get team. back in Marley I first. I would, I would actually like them to be back. That'd be kind I of, would that that'd yeah. be kind of cool. That ran so long.
0: That rant is really the best resolution I can give you to Marble One. I'm very impressed with Red Eye. I'm very impressed with the Arrangers. Congrats to all, to both of them. I want to make it clear that there is, um, there is an obvious. Resurgence, or just surgence, whatever the word for resurgence is without there being a previous surgence. Just a (laughs) a rising of other teams besides the same five or same eight we always expect to kind of, uh, at various points, fight for the lead. Green Ducks, not really showing this year. Midnight Whips, not showing this year. Hazers, man, who are the Hazers? Come on. Let's let's surge. (laughs) Thanks, Thank you, Sid. Let's be wary of the teams that have momentum right now and that will carry them in, into marble league it might not carry in the biggest way and maybe i'll be completely wrong and the legacy teams will be like enough of this bullshit and they'll come back and they'll make sure we know who's legacy but i'm saying that it's very possible and i think at the very least there'll be a few extra podiums that will shift back towards some of these uh, lesser teams currently and I would love to see a couple of them be like, all right, time for New Age of Marvel Sports. Let's have a Cobalt's Dynasty. Cobalt hmm. Speeders. Savage Cobalts. You know? Quicksilvers, I wish. I love that team. Gladden Glaciers. Maybe they'll have a, a good season. I could see the Gladden Glaciers finishing top eight in this Marvel League. I could. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe they'll be on my team. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say too much because then more from stint but that will wrap the episode wow well, if you have anything to say say it if not i mean i think i think we get the idea here
1: <laughs> yeah no i got nothing else much uh left i'm pretty tired so i think it is time to wrap it up roll on marvel sports fans see, see you in marvel league